we have about two weeks until we start school. And I know a bunch of you have already started, but this is always a time where I'm always wondering, okay, like what do I need to do to make sure that I start the year off right? And quite honestly, last year, it wasn't a complete wash, but man, was it a different year. And for most of us, this year could be quite the same. So we're hopeful that we don't have quite the same pandemic year, but I wanted to give you some easy to implement tips to help start the year off right. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. Jared and I just had a conversation and we were kind of brainstorming things that have helped us in our CTE classes to really get our students ready for our class and the school year. Okay, I know you're really excited to hear these tips, but before we do that, I just wanted to give a plug for the mini course that I am creating right now for teachers who are overwhelmed with teaching multiple preps. And we're going to go over some ways to help reduce that load, that mental load, and help you become a better teacher. And if you're interested, right now there is a wait list, and it's at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C dot com forward slash waitlist. The link is also in the show notes, which will probably be easier than remembering how to spell my name. So let's get on to the tips. Tip number one is to establish a classroom community. Now remember, these are easy to implement tips, so they shouldn't take you a ton of time and prep, but they really do help start off your school year right. So with establishing a classroom community, is the idea is that students really need to feel like they belong somewhere, and quite honestly, everyone needs to feel like they belong somewhere. So when your students come on that very first day of school, they want to know that they first off are in the right place and that they belong in that place. So first tip is to have your class written up on the board. So when they walk in, they see that it is third period and you are teaching career exploration. They want to also, they could want to know your name. They may not even really care, but you could have your name up there as well. But they want to know when they come in, before they sit down, that if they are in the wrong place, they can hightail it out without anyone noticing. In addition to writing your name and class up on the board, you can greet students at the door and let them know, hey, welcome to manufacturing. I'm Mr. So-and-so. And then they automatically know before they enter the class if they're in the wrong or right place and they can ask for directions if they need some assistance. So that really helps. The other thing that helps too is having a seating chart on that first day. So even having it up on the screen so that students know where they are to sit because that's another thing. They're 
confused and I guess nervous. They may or may not know anyone in that class already. And so to have a seating chart there just takes that little bit of fear away from them. You do not have to use the same seating chart the next day, but it does allow them to come in, see their name, know that they're in the right place, find their seat, and then they don't have to worry about where they fit in with the other students in the class while they're waiting for class to start. Tip number two is learn students' names. A few years ago, we had a keynote speaker, and I cannot even remember who it was, but one of the things that she had mentioned was that some students never hear their names for the entire day unless they are in trouble. And that really hit me. And that some kids just honestly, nobody calls them by name. And someone calling your name is such a personal thing. And someone actually knows you and they put forth that effort to get to know your name really means a lot to a student. So there are different ways that you can remember names. And I tend to remember names better than my husband. And so he wants to remember names a little bit better this year. So here are some tips, some ways that I have been able to remember students' names. The first is be intentional. If you want to set that goal to learn their names, you will learn their names, but you really have to be intentional and you really have to make sure that that's your priority and that's what you're thinking of as you are remembering their names and as you're learning their names. Repeat their name right after they introduce themselves. And so you can say, nice to meet you, Sally, or thank you for sharing that, Jen, so that you know and you say their name multiple times. You can also find a facial feature that will help you remember them. So last year, we had masks on. It was really, really hard to get to know students' names. And then quite honestly, at lunch when they would take their mask off, I was kind of startled sometimes because the nose and mouth and chin was not what I was expecting. But there were a few students that I was able to remember their names based on their eyes. There was one girl in particular who always was trying out like new eyeshadow applications. And it was something that I could instantly remember when I met her and I asked her her name. And then I was like, okay, Catherine is the one who spends a lot of time on her eye makeup. And it from there, it stuck. After you learn their names, find a way to say their names as they leave. And that could be that you are quizzing yourself as they leave. And it just kind of cements that name that you already have hopefully said more than once throughout the class period. And now you're remembering it as they leave the room. And then the final tip for remembering their names is to review all the names at the end of the day. And you may or may not have pictures. And if you do have pictures, they're probably not up to date. But even if you go through your rosters and you read their names, a lot of times you can remember that face and it just kind of like quizzing you and don't give yourself a hard time if you cannot remember all their names very quickly, but really, really put that effort into learning their names. Okay, tip number three is do something. You need to do something every day in class and it can't be boring. Like we're CTE, 
we are the fun classes. We are usually in our own wing by ourselves, but we are the classes where everything comes together. And if they show up to your class and you are doing the same boring stuff that all of the other teachers are doing in the school, you are not setting up your class for a successful semester or year. I do understand that you can't go work in the shop at the first day because you probably have a couple weeks of safety that needs to happen, but what could you do to get your students excited about your class? And it could be as simple as giving a shop tour and possibly introducing them to various machinery or tools they're going to be using, or if you are in the kitchen area, you could do something, you could possibly do something that would be fun with like taste testing or other ways like that. It would just introduce your students to your class and what you will be doing there. It really does set the stage. We used to play with Legos in my engineering class and we would do a cooperative learning team activity and students loved it. We had a lot of fun and it also let me as a teacher see how those students were interacting with each other in my class and let me know kind of the different personalities so that when I did make a seating chart, I kind of knew who to put where. Side note, double check to see if you actually have to do a disclosure document or a syllabus on the first couple days of school. I know in our school district, there is no policy anywhere that says that we must read every single word of our disclosure document or syllabus to all of our students. And in addition to that, there is also nowhere that says that we need to have a signed returned copy. So double check with your LEA or your school district, your administrators to find out what exactly you need for with that disclosure document. A lot of the times it's used to let your parents and your students know the general procedures of your class, but you by giving them that information does not mean that you have to go over it with a fine tooth comb at the very first day of class. This leads me to my fourth and final tip, and that is teach and review routines as they are needed. So you could go over every single routine that you would ever possibly need for the entire duration of your class in that first day or two of your class. But let's be real, no one's gonna remember it. The best way to teach and review the routines is actually when it's necessary. And when you are doing that, when there's a natural transition, when you are going to be doing those things on a regular basis, because that's really what's going to make stick. And you can review them and practice them multiple times at that time. So even starting your first day of class, you could have bell work. And at the end of that time, you could review and say, this is what bell work is going to look like every single day. And this is what you're going to do with the papers, or this is how you're going to submit it online. And you're already setting it up that way. And it doesn't have to take your entire class period. You also could, in those first few days, have some sort of activity that does require students to clean up. And you could make your cleanup bell shorter, that time shorter for those first few days. So maybe instead of a five minute bell, it really only gives them a minute to clean up, 
but maybe you do something so that when they hear that bell, they learn that that means to clean up. So they're actually cleaning up instead of you telling them, oh, there will be this mysterious bell that will ring once we're finally into the lab and that will mean to clean up. Try some things along the way that actually gets them to experience those procedures and routines. All right, so here are the key takeaways from today's episode. The first is establish a classroom community. Let students know that they belong and that they're in the right place. And if they're not in the right place, how to get to the right place. Second, learn their names. Try with all your might to learn their names so that they know that you like them. The third is do something. You're in CTE. This is the time to capitalize on the fact that you are a hands-on class. And finally, teach and review routines only when you're using them. It wastes a lot of time to tell a student a routine or procedure and they're not actually practicing it. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes in this podcast, please give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps get other teachers to be able to find me and find this podcast and find this community of CTE teachers who are wanting to improve their teaching practices. I love to connect with you on Instagram, so if we're not friends there yet, come and find me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C and send me a DM. Tell me what you are learning or even what you're struggling with this week. I'm excited to connect. Until next week.